Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who thinks he could beat me in a foot race, but only if it's short distance. Brand Siegel, how you doing? I'm doing well. Trevor, here's the thing. I, I know I can at a short distance. It's not a question of thinking. I, I, I know I can. So it seems like in Chicago we're going to be having a foot race, um, which is coming up soon here, uh, which will be really, really fun. Uh, we'll have to do like, a, I don't know, a 50-meter dash or see who has a faster 40 time. Ben, who do you, you know, of course, the third member of our podcast, Ben O'Brien. Ben, who do you think would win in like a 40-yard, 50-meter dash, something like that? I'm going to be honest. I don't care. I don't care at all. But <laughs> I think you should ben? race because I'll, I'll gladly sit there and eat a hot dog and watch you two race. Like, I have no issue with that. Um, but between ben, you, you two know and who's me, if I, win. I mean, if I had to pick, obviously, I'd pick Trevor. I'm never going to pick you. Oh, Trevor my God. Literally anything. I'm literally going to pick Trevor over you in anything. So, yeah, I mean, I'd probably have to put money on, on Trevor winning that one for sure. But I think we, when we go to Chicago, I think we should, I think we should race. Absolutely. I think you, you two both think that you could win, and um, I will gladly say Trevor, there's no way you think you can win. There's no way you think you can win at 50 meters. Maybe anything above, sure. Mile, you well, destroy 50, me. Dude, 50 meters is all about the start, though. Like, if, he, if you get a bad start, he could totally beat you. That's like, true. 50 That's meters true. is so short. It's so short. What do you think, You're being me. You didn't give your opinion. Um, I mean, I, I think it'd be tough for me to beat you if it's a really short distance right now, honestly. I, I wouldn't say that I'm in the best, like, as far as, like, straight, like, running, I'm in the best shape comparatively. Oh, Trevor, uh, look, comparatively to who? Not me. <laughs> compared, to, compared to me, like, say, I don't know, three years ago, maybe. Trevor, I'm in I'm in the peak gamer form right now. I I, I, don't, I don't do any running of any kind. You you are in ten times better shape than I am. So we should do like three races then. We should do like like it, like intermittent levels, like a short race, a, like a medium race, and a long race. Uh, all and right, the long race the and medium race, I'll concede you win. <laughs> I'm only doing the short but race. I just Brandon, you to Brandon, do it. I think Brandon, will, Brandon, will, what what's gonna happen is Brandon will beat me in the short race, and then he won't even try another two. He'll just. Like, I won't be able win. to win. I won't be able to win. I'm already knowing. Like I already know. I'm putting on the universe. There's no way I'm winning. Maybe 100 meters, but even that, I don't think I'll. I'd win. Maybe, maybe, but anything over that, you'd you'd win, for sure. I don't have the stamina. Yeah, you, it, he'll he'll just like. Uh, I don't know. He might he might pull a hamstring or he might cramp up and just all right. You win the other two. In my physical shape right now, I might pull a hamstring. I mean, who knows? Who who really knows? But look, we we have a great episode where we are not going to talk any more about Trevor and I racing because I don't think that's why you guys you guys came to the podcast today. What you did come to hear though is the first topic we're going to talk about is of course Kyler Murray's big contract um, that he just received. Uh, so what, what do we got here? Five-year, $230.5 million extension with a total of $160 million guaranteed. Um, there was definitely some worry in the owner's world about Deshaun Watson's contract and how that would affect in terms of guaranteed money on uh, other quarterbacks. It seems like Kyler Murray's just brought a little bit back down to earth um, and wasn't quite as enormous of a deal as Deshaun Watson's was in terms of guaranteed money, which is a good news for the teams and the owners, the salary cap people. Um but it was a big contract. Uh, so, Ben, let's start with you here. Kyler Murray, five years. Was the contract worth it? Um, is, is, is this contract a crazy contract to you? What do you think about it? Well, it depends on what point of view you're looking at. I think from Kyler Murray's standpoint, this is the greatest contract of all time. Because you, if you think about Kyler Murray, and I've been very clear about this, like, I mean, the dude essentially plays like half the, half the season usually. So he's getting paid $46 million a year to play like eight games and then either be hurt or throw for like, 50 yards the, the second like half of the year so I mean I think Kyler Murray's in a great position if you're I mean I don't know who wouldn't take that that deal I'd take 46 million dollars a year to play like nine games I think that's a fantastic deal now if you're the Cardinals um and your other GMs around the league looking at this you might be like yeah I don't know how I feel about this because again like if we're being honest Kyler Murray's great but he's inconsistent he can't stay healthy and for whatever reason his team doesn't know how to play in the month of November and December so it's like I get it, and I, like if I'm a Cardinals fan, I don't know how you don't pay the guy because he is your franchise quarterback, and he's shown that he can be a franchise quarterback. But as someone that's looking from the outside with no bias on this whatsoever, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm not surprised. Like We all knew that he was going to get money because, again, his ceiling is very, very high. He's got the ceiling of a you know an athlete that can be a top seven quarterback in the NFL. But when you put all his performances together in a given year – He's not necessarily a top 10 quarterback, and he's making top five 
quarterback money at the moment. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to give an opinion one way or the other because I can see both sides. I really can. But if if I had if I had to tell you, like, I don't agree with this at all. I really don't. And I just don't know how it's going to affect the Cardinals moving forward because that's a lot of money given to Kyler Murray. And I don't know. I mean, their team's not fantastic. Like, I, I think if you were to ask them, though, like, this is their window of opportunity. They have Kyler Murray. They have talent. They have DeAndre Hopkins. That's a lot of money going to a quarterback that, I'm going to be honest, I have very little faith that he can get through a 17-game season this year. Well, Ben, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit here. He's actually only missed two games in his career this past season. Uh, I didn't just say injuries. I said he also just sucks like half the year, and I'm counting that as missing games. (laughs) Well, so here's the thing about Kyler Murray. Is he worth an enormous contract? I don't know. That's more up in the air. However, the guaranteed money was, was crazy, but not too crazy, I think. Um, I actually don't mind this deal for the Cardinals. If you look at the records while he's been there, the first season they were 5-10-1, and one. next year 8-8, eight and eight. and this past season they were 9-5. and five. He didn't play in two games. Um, so to me, they're improving with him. They're building a team around him that's gotten better. Each year his completion percentage has went up. His yards and touchdowns, interceptions have all been relatively the same. Um, but his completion percentage has went up. His interception percentage has went down. He's been sacked the last over his career. Um, and I, I think overall, if you look at his ability and the dynamicness that he can play at, I don't really mind this at all. Uh, I really, really don't mind this at all. Uh, and honestly, I think it was the right decision. I think the contract wasn't too bad. Um, and I think that we're going to have a good Cardinals team for a while. Are they going to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. I don't think Kyler Murray is like a top five, maybe even top 10 quarterback. He's close. He's a really good player. Um, but in this day and age, you got to pay your quarterback. He, they've built an offense around him. They've drafted town around him. They just signed Marquise Brown. They're going to give him a big contract after the season. They had DeAndre Hopkins. They just got brought in Zach Ertz. Um, they have players around him who are very, very good. Their offensive line has improved uh, while drafting key pieces on the defense, getting J.J. Watt. So I think the Cardinals are going to be good for a long time, um, and I think this kind of cemented that in. Uh, Trevor, what are some of your thoughts on this contract? And I, I'm sure you'll have some Lamar Jackson contract questions for me as well. Yeah, so, you know, as you said, five-year extension worth about $230 million. Uh, you average that out, comes out to right around $46 million per year, which, you know, with as much as, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks are getting nowadays, uh, this wasn't a surprise. I mean, we, we just saw Deshaun Watson about a month ago get a huge contract that's somewhat similar to this. Um, I think the only quarterback that makes more per year than Kyler Murray now is Aaron Rodgers. I think he makes about $50 million on average, and Kyler Murray's right around 46 And I think Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes are uh, closely behind him. So, you know, if, if you're Arizona in this situation, you know, you drafted him with the number one pick. And Kyler Murray, you know, he's been really solid. Again, as you kind of mentioned, he's he's definitely not a top five quarterback. When we did our quarterback rankings, I had him at uh, I think number eleven. So, if you're Arizona, I and this is this is a typical case of like what's the alternative, which is you know pretty common. We come to this a lot with teams in situations where they're you know they're not one of the best teams in the NFL. Like the Cardinals aren't one of the best teams. But they're good enough. It seems like most years with Kyler, they're probably either a play-in team. They're probably going to be a playoff team most years uh, with Kyler Murray, especially with kind of the talent they've surrounded him with. I mean, you you already talked about it, Brand, so I don't need to go over it. Like they have DeAndre Hopkins, they have like uh, good defensive pieces. So you know, with this talent, with the team, the Cardinals should be a playoff team essentially every year. Um, and I think if you're the Cardinals, you had you absolutely had to do this deal for Kyler Murray um, just because there's really no other, like, what's the alternative? You're just going to go and try to get someone cheaper like a Jimmy Garoppolo or someone that's not as good as Kyler Murray uh, for less money to try to get you where? Like, uh, I don't really know. So Kyler Murray's still super young. He still could get better. I mean, you know, if he can clean up some some bad turnovers I mean in that playoff game against the Rams he was absolutely atrocious he had a couple bad turnovers he really played horrible uh throughout the whole game obviously that Rams defense was incredible and they got a lot of pressure on him but nevertheless uh he did have a very bad game so he does have room to grow um hopefully he learns if you're a Cardinals fan you're gonna think about it like hopefully he learns from that playoff game 
uh, you know, takes it back and, you know, just grows from it. And I think uh, that's what you got to hope for if you're a Cardinals fan. Um, and I do still think uh, that, like, this is a team that could be capable of winning a Super Bowl if Kyler Murray does clean up some of the turnover mistakes um, and, and does continue to grow as a quarterback. Yeah, and I I do think Kyler Murray, it's up from here for his career. I, I actually personally like him a lot. Um and I think as they continue to grow the team around him, they're, they're going to have uh, a lot of success. Anything else either of you'd like to talk about, about Kyler Murray before we move on? Uh, not with no, Kyler. I'm but... talking too much about him. <laughs> yeah, not with Kyler. But, you know, it kind of seems like Lamar is now the next guy, Brandon. And obviously, look at that. We have a Ravens fan on the podcast. So what, what do you kind of think about uh, Lamar's contract situation? Yeah, so I, I think... Like, a lot of people are like, oh, do you think he's going to sign? Like, I, I think there's no doubt that he's going to sign. Now, where that number's going to be at is going to be super interesting. Uh, out of all the guys that have gotten contracts, Watson uh, and uh, uh, Murray, uh, we've seen Josh Allen get a big contract recently. I mean, Lamar, in terms of his resume, has a better resume. Is he better than those guys? I don't know. I'm not here to dispute that. But in terms of his resume, he has an MVP award. He has more wins than them. He's been to the playoffs more. Um, and I think that he's going to get a lot of money. But there, there's one interesting part about his contract that I don't think people talk about much. is that he doesn't have an agent. He is negotiating it himself with his mom, who is his manager. And why that's important is because your agent takes you know, 10 20% of your contract. So I'm interested to see if the Ravens are able to negotiate some sort of way to bring his contract number down where he gets paid $40 million a year. And if you think about Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is you know $46 million per year. He's going to be losing $9 million a year probably for, to his agent. So that means he's getting paid himself. He's getting paid $37 million roughly uh, before taxes, of course. So the interesting question is, what if they did Lamar's contract at $40 million a year for four or five years, whatever it was? He gets to keep all that, of course, you know, taxes you got to take out. But no agent's taking any of that money. So I'm interested to see how much Lamar wants to win. If he wants to win, he would take less money. That's what he's been saying in every interview. Every single time he has the ability and chance to talk about his contract, he's like, look, I just want to win a Super Bowl so bad. I, of course, want to get a contract, but I want to win. He's expressed his desire to stay. The organization, of course, wants him to stay. He will get a contract. The question is when, and the question is going to be how much. Because he could get paid $55 million a year if he wanted. He could get paid so, more on. than Watson. What, Ben? Are, are we just going to brush over the fact that you said his mom's his manager or agent? I've never heard that before. Yeah, his mom's his manager. I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't call, her, call her his agent, but she manages him. That is so he, funny. And that's do you know, kind of Ben, awesome. he lives with his mom. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, but he lives with her. The fact that, he, he's, that she's his agent or whatever, like that is so funny, and I've never heard that. And honestly, I think that's kind of amazing. I think that's yeah. Cool. I think I think like his whole philosophy. What a mama's is boy! It. Your your quarterback is such a mama's boy. What a loser! I, I, <laughs> hey, I don't never, mind that. At I all. could never imagine There's Mark the, Jackson uh, being my franchise quarterback. Well, you just won't imagine an MVP award, but that's all right. It's it's neither here nor there. So here's the thing, Ben. It's gonna it's gonna be the year 2047. You're gonna be talking about his 20 whatever 19 MVP award. <laughs> well, I mean, look, he, he's he's pretty he's pretty darn good. So I'll, I'll keep him. Um, when he was getting scouted. To play in college, Ben. Uh, interesting story about his mom. There was no, there was no colleges that wanted him to play quarterback. They, they thought, you know, you're too fast. You should play receiver, running back, whatever. Cornerback doesn't matter. And Louisville said that they wanted him at quarterback. Um, and his mom went down to Louisville, and they, after he like, it, you know, he like accepted and signed his letter of intent. They said they thought about maybe putting that like kick returner. So his mom went down and said, my boy's not playing a kick returner. He's playing a quarterback, and he'll be the best quarterback you guys ever had. And look, she was right. So oh, in, I don't in know Mama Jackson, we trust. I don't right? know about that one. Teddy Bridgewater, Brandon, you better you better not you better put some respect on Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I think he was a little better than Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, I don't know about Trevor, that to, answer, to answer your question, he's going to get paid. Does he want $55 million or $40 million and win? So $55 million is going to be tougher to win. Not saying they can't, but it's going to be much, much, much harder to win. Once you put a quarterback on a contract, it is not as easy to win a Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, but let's let's move on here and talk briefly about the ESPYs we had this week. Uh, and, you know, I mean, the ESPYs are the ESPYs. I guess it was cool. Uh, I thought Steph did a fine job. 
uh, I, I didn't watch like too too much, but it, it seemed like you know there wasn't anything crazy crazy that happened. Trevor, anything you want to talk about in terms of the ESPYS? Yeah, I mean not too much. Obviously, I thought personally, I thought Steph did a really good job as a host. I thought he was pretty awesome. I thought he was pretty funny. Um, as far as the awards go, you know, I don't know. Like best NFL player was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he did win the MVP, so like sure, um, I guess. Best NBA player was Steph Curry. I mean, he won the championship. He was the Finals MVP. So sure, I mean, technically Giannis is a better player. Um, Jokic won the MVP, but they, they give this stuff. Again, a lot of these things are popularity. I think the busy, biggest example of this, we talked about this before the podcast, uh, Clay Thompson winning Comeback Player of the Year award, which that's like definitely popularity. Clay Thompson's probably one of the most popular athletes. Um, like compared to how, and Clay Thompson is very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like trying to slander Clay Thompson. But compared to how good Klay Thompson actually is, his popularity is, like, so through the roof, it's, like, wild. Like, people that are, like, casual viewers of the NBA of sports, like, just love Klay Thompson. Um, But they probably don't even maybe watch Warriors games. But that's how popular he is. I think that maybe had a little bit of an impact in him winning the award. Um, But nevertheless, a lot of good things. Uh, I guess the only other thing that was kind of notable for me personally, uh, Dickie V, Dick Vitale winning the Jimmy V Award. Obviously, he had a pretty long battle with cancer. Uh, that was good to see. He gave a, a really nice speech, um, you know, talking about perseverance and, and work ethic. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, if you have a chance, you could probably go on YouTube and find uh, his speech. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Dick Vitale, he uh, has definitely gone through it a little bit. You know, I hope the best for him. Uh, big, big college basketball personality. Uh, that I think we all kind of love. Ben, any any thoughts before we move on? Not, not probably not too much to talk about the ESPYS, but any, any thoughts before no. we move on? I didn't watch a second of it. I mean, like it's one of those things. As a kid, like I used to love it. And I used to watch it all the time. And now I don't know for whatever reason. Like I just I just don't care at all. Um, I don't know. It, and it, again, like I knew they were gonna make a big thing about the Rams winning the Super Bowl, so I I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch a second of it. I watched Steph Curry's monologue. It was whatever. It wasn't that great in my opinion, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because as a kid, like I thought the ESPYS were so cool, and it was such a cool thing to like watch all these these like you know the awards show, but it's sports. And as I've gotten older, it's just kind of like really any awards show. I'm just not a huge fan of these celebrities patting themselves on the back. I don't know. That's that's my take on it. I've never been a huge fan of, of at least recently of these awards shows. So the ESPYS, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch really ever. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I mean, the ESPYS are fine. I'll just kind of read about it after. Um, the only award show I really like is the Oscars, just because I'm such a big movie buff, but even that, like, I've come to watch less and less, um, so the ESPYs kind of are in that range, just, you know, I don't know, it's cool if you, if that's your thing, Trevor, it seemed like you liked it a lot, which is good. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll move on to, you know, wrap up small talk as always, we're gonna do a little small talk trivia. What is the current, are we all tied, or is someone in the lead, I don't remember. Nah, we're still tied, uh, we all have 15 points. All right, well, today, the order is going to be, I am asking Trevor a question. Trevor, you will ask Ben, and Ben, you will ask me. Um, so, Trevor, you're up first. I'm going to ask a question. So, my question is an ESPYs question. Oh. Um, and I was going to do it about NBA players, uh, but the answer was way too easy. I think this one's at least marginally more difficult. So, here's the question for you. What NFL player has the most SB? Uh, like football, you know, NFL Player of the Year awards. Which player has the most SB and uh, best NFL Player of the Year awards? Is what it's called, best NFL Player SB award. Right. Okay. So in the SB's most most Player of the Year awards, um, do you know do you know when the SB started by chance? I'm just curious. I, I can give you a little you start. Uh, 1993 is the first one I have on here. Okay. So 93. Um, gotcha. Okay, so, I mean, pretty quickly I can narrow this down. Um, if I get it wrong, that gives Ben a really good shot to get it right. Yeah, um, I'd be surprised if someone didn't get points today from my question. Uh, Aaron Rodgers won it this year. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to give any other names. Um, it's really, again, it's it's there's... A few names that I have. It's going to be one of these guys. Uh, most SBs, most Player of the Year awards. <sighs> I mean, popularity is big in this. It's hard to say. It's it's almost like I'm flipping a coin. To be honest with you, um, 
Uh, oh man. Um, I'm going to say it's Peyton Manning. Uh, I'm going to say it's Peyton Manning. That's my answer. Final answer? Yep. Peyton Manning is incorrect, Ben. Mm. It goes to you for half a point. Oh, Trevor, man. I, I was hoping you would just con- t- guess Tom Brady so I could guess Peyton Manning because I don't really want to guess Tom Brady because I don't know. That seems almost too easy. But, like, you know, it's a quarterback. Mm. Peyton Manning, I thought, was a great guess. I really, like, if I only had one guess, I would have guessed Peyton Manning, too. Um,. And dude, I, I don't want to guess Tom Brady, bro, but I feel like I have to. I don't he is the GOAT, Benny. I know, I know. You don't have to tell me, Brandon. Trust me, I know. I don't. Aaron Rodgers, eh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's got to be a quarterback. And really, like, if if we're talking even, like, 90s to now, like, the two biggest quarterbacks are going to be Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I have to guess Tom Brady just because if it is if it is Tom Brady and I don't, don't guess, I'm going to be so upset. So I'll guess Tom Brady, final answer. All right, Tom Brady's also incorrect. I would never ask a question making Tom Brady look is it good. Is Drew Brees or something? The correct answer is Aaron Rodgers. Five oh, times. Yeah. And yeah. the next the next highest is three times, which is Manning and Brady. I'm very surprised you guys didn't get this. I mean, it was... Well, it was, was, was going to come down to three. It was those... We, the, we didn't guess the one. It was those I, three I mean, guys. Yeah, it was those had, three. You, you had yeah. such a high chance of winning, a 33%, that, Ben, you had a 50% chance. Yeah, it was the, I was never going to guess Rodgers, though. I would have guessed Drew Brees before Aaron Rodgers. And Rogers, actually, before this year, Rodgers still had the my most. Rodgers still had the most before this year. He had four. Yeah, whatever. That dude has one Super Bowl, so it's whatever. Yeah, I would have well, said he, Manning, he's got the Manning most, Brady. Uh, he's got the most ESPY awards, which obviously we all know is the most important award. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, can't believe it, but no points. Trevor, it's to you to ask Ben a question. All right, so... Um... Okay, so interesting question here, Ben. It is going to be NFL-related, uh, specifically NFL playoff-related. Uh, okay. So here's the question. Uh, which NFL wide receiver has the most receptions in a single playoffs all time? So, oh, good luck, Benny. He went hard today. He didn't go easy. So I don't think it's – this is definitely gettable. It's – okay, so it's – a receiver is going to be the answer, obviously. And this is one playoff season, you know, one one so year one, in the playoffs. During one playoff season, not one game, not the career. It's not one game, it's not career. It's one year in the playoffs, most receptions for a receiver. <sighs> Trevor, this is ridiculous. Um, Okay, so I don't know why. I have no idea why. But the first person that came to my mind, and this is honestly probably who I'm going to guess, but I'll think through it a little more, is Larry Fitzgerald. Why? I have no reason, to, no explanation for why Larry Fitzgerald came to my mind, but I don't know. I feel like he's up there. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's somebody – wait, did you say receptions or yards? Receptions. Receptions. Okay, I mean, it's. I still think it's going to be somebody that probably went to the Super Bowl, somebody that – I mean, you're not playing one game and breaking that record, so it's probably somebody that played three or four games in the playoffs. Um, I mean, other names – I guess like Randy Moss, you could say Patriots players, even Edelman maybe. Um, I do think Fitzgerald's a good guess. Uh, even like like Mike Evans, no. Michael Thomas, no. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Um, I mean Jerry Rice is an easy one, but I don't know about that. I didn't throw as much back then. Honestly, I'm not even gonna spend like a year trying to get get this because I don't think I'm gonna get it right. So I'm just gonna go with my first instinct. If if this is somehow right. Then I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket later today, but I'm going to go uh, Larry Fitzgerald, final answer. All right, Ben. So the answer is not, it's incorrect. Larry Fitzgerald was actually number three on this list. Uh, so his his 2008 season with the Cardinals, which yeah. that's when they went to the Super Bowl, um, yeah. that is third. Uh, so Brandon, yeah. uh, the question goes to you for half a point. So there's only one name that came to my mind, and it wasn't Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, the person was last year's Cooper Cup uh, would be the one that I would think would be correct. And I mean, Trevor, this is such a difficult question. I mean, you, you got confused asking it, so this is a, <laughs> a tough question. But I believe Cup set a lot of records. I don't know if reception is, is one of them, but it's the best guess I have, and it's the only one that came to my mind. So Cooper Cup will be my final answer. All right, and uh, I don't think it's that difficult because Cooper Cup is the correct answer, Brandon. Uh, Cooper Cup had 33 receptions this past season in the playoffs. That is the most. Uh, Second place was Travis Kelsey in 2020 with the Chiefs. He had 31, and Larry Fitzgerald was third with 30 receptions in 2008 season. Wow. 
Interesting. All right, well, I'll take, I'll steal my half a point. Not too shabby. Um, so, Ben, it goes to you to ask the final question of the day. Uh, that's an unfair question, Trevor, because I refuse to acknowledge the Los Angeles Rams as an NFL team anymore because they ruined my <laughs> life. So that's not even a fair question. I would have never guessed Cooper Cup, mainly because, honestly, other than that last drive in the Super Bowl, I didn't think he was that, that great in that game anyway. But whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm offended that you even brought up the name Cooper Cup. The fact that we talk about the Rams as much as, as we do on this podcast, which is like once every four weeks, is way too much. We should never acknowledge them again. They're essentially not in the NFL anymore, but it's whatever. You know, I think um, after that statement, Ben, they, they might be my second favorite team now. I, I, I'm pretty sure you have given me the – like you convinced me that they're they're so lovable. I They're my new second I mean, favorite team. That's fine. You can do that. They're essentially a baseball team. They just buy all their best players. They don't draft them or anything. So if you want to – go that route and just be a fan of like the Yankees too it's pretty much the same thing but it's whatever yeah um, right I mean like the their Rams. star running back their star receiver who literally was the answer to this question Aaron Donald I mean they don't draft anyone no no pretty much I mean when's the last time they had a first round draft pick like 30 years ago we're not talking about them it's whatever um okay so we're, we're moving on from Trevor's question to my question which I seriously I promise you is the easiest question I've ever asked on wait wait I have one quick podcast. question I have one quick question does anyone remember how their run ended who? What are we talking run? about? The the Rams. Like how did the like last year's run? Like what happened? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, he's being funny. He's trying. I don't think it's very funny at all. <laughs> I, Trevor, do you remember? I don't remember. You need to update me. Like I got the question right, which is cool. But like, how did the run done? I mean, it obviously I, ended I, at some point. Like did I they win? I don't remember. I believe Cooper Cup, because he's a, he's a little princess. Got a BS uh, pass interference call that wasn't pass interference, and that allowed them to score. The <laughs> did they beat? Did they win? I believe they, they I believe the uh, game is still under protest. I believe they give out a trophy and I think the Rams were the team that got the trophy. Oh my god, like, who did they beat in the Super Bowl? Just like <laughs> so everyone can know. I, I can tell you who it wasn't. It wasn't the Baltimore Ravens, that's for sure. They beat a team it, that well, resides who lost? in Cincinnati. Who, who, hey, second 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 or first losers just you're tied. We all lost. I don't want to talk about. It. All right, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> I think this is probably the easiest question I've ever asked. Who am I asking? Me. No, you're wow. asking. You're asking me, actually. No, you're not asking. I wish Trevor. I was asking Trevor. All right. Anyway, anyway. I'm so, getting a sweep today. Um, one and a half points. Little, little foreshadowing. We're talking about the NFC East later, so I thought I'd bring up an NFC East trivia question. Okay. All right, Brandon. Here's the question for you. And there's only four teams in the NFC East, so you have a 25 percent chance of getting this right right off the bat. Who is the last team in the NFC East to repeat as division champions? Okay. Who is the last team to win two NFC East titles in a row? You got a one in four shot here. Wait. All right. Wait, what? Okay. Go <laughs> this ahead, Trevor. Is the question? Yes, this is a question. Oh, my. I told you it's the easiest question I've ever asked. Well, so, you know what's interesting is I, I know they haven't had, like, a ton of repeats in a while, uh, from my understanding. So, I'd have to, like, really think about it. It's not going to be, like, that new of an answer because they just – I know they haven't repeated in, like, quite a while. However – Sadly for you, Trevor, I do know this answer. At least I think I know this answer. Um, because the Eagles were really good in the early 2000s, and they won a lot in a row. And I believe that was the last time there was a repeat. So I would go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep, that's correct. I told you, super easy question. Now, I was going to, when I found out I was asking you, Brandon, I was going to change it to what year was it. But I figured that's <laughs> was not it, fair. Wasn't it like, I, well, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Let's see if I can get it. Wasn't it like... I mean, they, they won a lot, like, 2001 to, like, 05, so maybe I'll go 04 and 05. Well, you gave me two years there, bro. Well, you said back-to-back. Oh, well, okay, you're wrong, then. It's 03 and 04. Oh, three, okay, 04. so it's just one, one you were wrong. before. Okay. Um, they, actually, they won, they won three in a row because they won 02, 03, and 04. No, they won four in a row. They won 01, 02, 03, 04. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yes, it's a super easy question. I told you. I mean, I, I, I gave you a one in four chance of getting it right. Trevor I gave, gave you a, a one, one in three chance. Million. Well, not really. I mean, I was thinking Drew Brees, but Trevor gave me a one in four million chance of getting it right with any. I don't think. Let me see. Is Drew Brees, Drew Brees won it once. He has one win in two thousand. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I, I gave Brandon a free point. It's whatever. And you brought up the Rams. This has been a terrible segment for me. <laughs> Ben's just down bad over there, randomly ranked. All right. Well, look. Or before before uh, randomly ranked. Which speaking of randomly ranked, we are back with some randomly ranked. I don't. I Trevor. I think you came up with this topic idea, right? Yes, sir. Um, so very interesting one here. We are going to do our top three favorite ice cream truck treats. Um, now we've talked on the podcast before about ice cream. I'm personally not a huge ice cream guy, but I know both of these gentlemen are. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Trevor. 
What are your top three favorite ice cream truck treats? Okay, so it's been a long time uh, since I've had ice cream from an ice cream truck. Uh, you know, it hasn't. I don't think I've had anything from an ice cream truck since I was like eleven years old. So it's I was been a young. Long time. I haven't had it. I haven't had an ice cream truck treat in. It's been at least fifteen years, probably. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be a lot of nostalgia here. Um, like, if I were to straight up rank my top three of, like, what they would be now, it would be different than what they were when I was nine years old, obviously. Um, so I have to put this one in there. I'm not even necessarily sure if this one would be in my top three, but I have to put it in there. It's the SpongeBob pop, the one with the gumball eyes. Uh, I mean, you got to go with the SpongeBob. It's legendary. Um, and, and in a lot of these lists you look at, that I was looking at, like, last night before the podcast, they always mentioned, like, the Spongebob Pop, or there's, you know, there's other characters. Like, there was, like, the Powerpuff Girls. Um, I th- there was probably, like, Scooby-Doo, I'm sure. Uh, so there's a lot of different ones, like, from Nickelodeon shows or, you know, Cartoon Network, whatever the case may be, of, like, these popsicles with, like, the gumball eyes or whatever it is. So that one's just a very nostalgic pick. I gotta throw it in there. Uh, number two, I went with the Choco Taco. Um, Choco Taco is, I I don't know who invented the Choco Taco, but, uh, just two words for whoever that person is. Just thank you. Like the Choco Taco is amazing. Uh, it's an incredible combination of like ice cream and chocolate wrapped in this little like taco. That's like a waffle cone. Basically it's so good. Uh, you know, just if, if you can go, if you are out there and you can go get a Choco Taco, uh, do so. It's very good. Also, speaking of which. There's a, you know, there's a restaurant in Chicago that I went to recently, recently that I could take you guys to, uh, and they have these like Choco Tacos. I think it's called, I think it's Parlor Pizza, uh, where they have these, I think, yeah, Parlor Pizza, I think, but they have these Choco Tacos and they're very good. Uh, number one, I have to go with, uh, I mean, this one's just the greatest, right? Uh, I got to go with this one. Number one, it's like the cookie sandwich with the chocolate chips surrounding the ice cream, uh, like ice cream cookie sandwiches are just the greatest thing in general. So if you can get a, a cookie sandwich with the chocolate chips surrounding the ice cream on the edge and the ice cream truck, that's the best. That's my number one. Interesting. Um, so I'll go next. Trevor, we have a lot of similarities in our top three. Number three, I'm going with the SpongeBob pop. Um, and I, I, I honestly, like, I, I do like this. But it's so iconic, I had to put it in there. So that's going to be my number three. Number two, I'm going with a fudge pop. Um, and anytime you can get more chocolate in, I feel like it was better. Fudge pop just called my name so many times. Uh, so it kind of had to be my number two. Uh, my number one is going to be the Choco Taco. Uh, I I mean, again, how could you not like anything called Choco Taco? It, it, it puts together two of the best tastes in the world. Tacos and chocolate. Uh, obviously not quite literally having tacos stuff in chocolate, but you guys get what I'm saying. You guys both love Choco Tacos. I guarantee Ben likes it. I'd be surprised if it wasn't on his top three. Um, and there's the lead in. Choco Tacos, my number one. Ben, what is your top three? Yeah, so um, my number three, I mean, I haven't had one of these in years, but you gotta, I mean, like, it's impossible for, like, a group of kids, at least one of them, not to get a firecracker popsicle if you're going to go to, like, Ice Cream Man. Okay, like, those red, white, and blues popsicles. I didn't love them as a kid, but, like, I got to pay some respect to them. That's reasonable. Um, they, they were fantastic. I mean, I don't I don't know how... You, you can't you can't go to an ice cream, you know, truck or whatever, and not at least consider getting one of those firecrackers, those red, white, and blue popsicles. I mean, they're just, they just scream America. They scream, they scream uh, childhood. So that's my number three. My number two is, you know, the ice cream sandwich that Trevor mentioned. Not... I'm not a rookie over here. I don't get the, the chocolate wafer, you know, ice cream sandwich with, with vanilla ice cream in the world. No, you get a real ice cream sandwich with cookies on the outside, chocolate chips surrounding the ice cream. That is a big boy ice cream sandwich. That I mean, you it, you cannot go wrong with that thing. You know what you're getting with it. It doesn't miss. It's fantastic. All right, that's my number two. My number one, not Choco Taco. I have no idea what that is. I've never had a Choco Taco. I've never even really heard of a Choco Taco. I'm going to go with a strawberry shortcake. Like little, like you know, the little, the little. I don't even know how to explain what they are. They're like the little uh, fudge sickle, but it's not fudge. It's vanilla ice cream with strawberry ice cream in it. Those things were fantastic. I love them every time. I used to get them at school all the time too when I was a kid. Um, I, I promise you, if an ice cream truck came, came down my street right now, I'd be getting one of those little strawberry shortcake ice cream with just sugar like crumbs on the outside of them. They're fantastic. 
Um, one of my favorite things I've ever had, and as a kid, I got those at least once a week. Interesting. I can't believe you don't even know what a Choco Taco is, really. Like, no, that's... I couldn't tell you. What it is. is it just, what? what is it? A taco it's, with chocolate? It's, oh, it's just amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll show you. We'll show you that. Yeah, you'll be shown. Okay. All right. It's, it's just story. amazingness in a taco. Ah, it's just the best. Um, but look, let's keep on moving on here. If you have any randomly ranked ideas, of course, tweet at us at the small baller. We appreciate those very, very much. Um, let's move on here to our main segment. And uh, as we've done the past two weeks, we were going over a division in the NFL each week until the season starts. This is our third week of doing so. So if you missed the f- first two division previews, go back and listen to those. Today we are going through the NFC East. Um, and this is a uh, this is a, a bad division. However, the tides might be turning a little bit. NFL teams might be smartening up a little bit. And I think we have a much better NFC East this year. Um, so I'm just going to go in order of how they ranked last year. Uh, I feel like that's fair. So let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Trevor, I'm going to go to you to start. Um, tell me a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys and you know, kind of expectations for next year. Yeah, so last year the Dallas Cowboys went 12-5. and um, They obviously lost that, uh, that nail-biter of a playoff game to the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, they were, I guess you could say they were kind of close. They were kind of close. I mean, if they beat the 49ers, then they go uh, and they play. Well, I think they would have played the Bucks actually, with the seeding. I don't remember. But anyway, they, they you know, they were in a nail-biter game against the 49ers. Uh, obviously, they were built around this high-powered offense with Dak Prescott, uh, with the great receiving core, uh, running back, great offensive line, just a really good offense. And the defense that, you know, was, I would say, up and down overall, I think it got uh, maybe overrated a little bit throughout the regular season. Obviously, you, you know, they got a lot of interceptions. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, you know, he was getting a lot of interceptions, but it was a defense that, in my opinion, throughout the year, I remember talking last year, I thought it was a little overrated as a defense. But overall, really, really solid team, loaded with a lot of talent. Um, but a team at the end of the day that, you know, once they got to the playoffs, um, you know, some coaching errors, I thought, um, and just they weren't able to get it done against uh, a San Francisco 49er team that I think was uh, better coached, had a really solid defense, and um, just kind of uh, was able to, again, I, I think the, the Cowboys got outcoached in that game. I thought that was a big part of it. Uh, in their loss to the 49ers. So the Cowboys, they're a really good team. Obviously, you know, in the offseason, they've lost Amari Cooper. Seemingly, uh, with, you know, losing Amari Cooper and some of the other pieces, it seems like they're a little worse, right? It seems like maybe they've gotten slightly worse, but they do still have uh, a pretty good offense overall. They do still have Dak Prescott. Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, people that, you know, Dak Prescott's a pretty, um, what's the word? I think he's... Um, like a lot of people are like, some people are pretty high on Dak Prescott and then you have a lot of detractors, you know, when it comes to Dak Prescott. So he's pretty, uh, I guess polarizing, I guess you could say that's the right word as far as just like his play on the field, his talent, what he, what he's capable of. And obviously when you, when you have the type of weapons that Dak Prescott had on his offense and you aren't able to come through in a big playoff game, you know, I think there's reason to question Dak Prescott and what he can do if he can bring the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot of questions in the air. But nevertheless, when I look at the Cowboys and I look at a lot of these other teams, uh, and we're going to talk about them, I still think the Cowboys are the safest pick to win the NFC East. And they are the team that I still would pick to win the NFC East, although I think it is close. Um, just to mention, uh, or or to bring up their over-under on Vegas, Vegas has their over-under at, I believe, 10.5 is what I saw. Yeah, 10.5. Is their over-under? I think that's about right. Um, I think that's perfectly placed, to be honest. I think they're right around 10-11 wins, and I think that that will be enough to win this division. So the the Cowboys are kind of an interesting team. I feel like their offense has been basically the same for like three years. Um, almost the exact same guys on this offense. Um, and this year we saw kind of a big shakeup. Amari Cooper, they gave up so much for. Uh, basically gave him away just as a salary contract dump. Uh, to the Browns, got a fifth-round pick back, didn't make a ton on their investment there. I like Cooper. Uh, do I think Cooper's great? No. Is he worth $20 million? No. Um, and the wide receivers that the Cowboys have, I think, will be fine and will do fine. C.D. Lamb seems like he's uh, one of the next receiving stars of the league. Um, 
But nevertheless, this offense is essentially the same. I don't feel like they've do they don't move this offense around a ton. It is a very good offense when healthy. Their line is fabulous. They have two amazing running backs in Zeke and Tony Pollard. Well, Zeke, I do believe, is regressing a little bit. Tony Pollard is quite good. Uh, Dak is still a very, very good quarterback. According to Madden, he's the sixth best quarterback in the league. I wouldn't put him close to that high, uh, but Madden believes that. Um, Dalton Schultz has been a really great tight end for this team. They have a good offense. The defense, even, you look up and down this roster, Michael Parsons is one of the best defensive players in the league. Trevon Diggs had the most interceptions in the league last year. They still have Demarcus Lawrence. Dante Fowler Jr. they got from Jacksonville. Leighton Vander top pick from, uh, I don't know, what was it, four drafts ago, three drafts ago, who's been a, a, a stable piece on this offense. Um, they have good pieces on this team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but like Trevor said, I feel like they're the safest pick to win this division. This team hasn't changed a lot. Um, can coaching kind of tighten the screws up um, and we get some, some better coaching moments than we did last year? I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, in terms of their over-under, uh, 10.5 is what they have this season. Last season, they won 12. Um, I, I see a 10-win season for the, for the Cowboys. I'm going to go under. Uh, on this. I don't think they'll do as well as they did this past season, but that's more so um, because coming in that first place, they got that first place schedule. They're going to have to play the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers. It's going to be a little more difficult than the second place schedule playing the Saints, the Vikings, and Cardinals um, in this season. So for me, Cowboys, a good team, not a great team in the top half of the league. They'll make the playoffs. They won't do well in the playoffs. Um, but Ben, we'll pass this to you. Anything you want to talk about Dallas Cowboys-wise? America's team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some would, some would allegedly call them America's team. I don't know if that's accurate or not. But, um, I mean, I guess if we're talking about teams that, that get talked about the most when they really don't deserve to, like, yeah, yeah, they, they are America's team in that aspect. But, um, I mean, their division is not great. It's better. So I, I, they're not winning 12 games like they did last year. Um, it's better, but it's still not great. They have a first-place schedule, but their schedule is still garbage. Their schedule is terrible. They're, I mean, the two divisions they're playing are the NFC South, or AFC South. That's a win. I mean, that division stinks, too. And the NFC North, which that's also a win. That division stinks. So their schedule, I mean, for a first-place schedule, to have the 31st hardest schedule in the NFL, like, that's a huge win for the Cowboys. So they're going to win some games, and they have talent. I mean, again, they don't have Amari Cooper anymore, but they have a fully healthy Dak Prescott. Um, that injury should, I mean, it might have played a little bit of an impact last year. It should have no no impact this year whatsoever on him. He should be completely fine, not to worry about it. So he should be he should be great. Um, again, like you said, Mike McCarthy is he a great coach? And we'll see. Um, I, I think that they'll be good enough to where he won't be. Hopefully, he won't be a huge story with them. I think that he's good enough to to help them win win games, win this division. Um, again, yeah, defense they had they have obviously Michael Parsons on defense. They have talent on defense. Um, they're capable. I mean, they are. They look like a division winner. They look like a division champion. Mm-hmm. They they should have enough talent and enough resources to win this division, which again isn't fantastic. So, um, I, again, like I'm, I would be shocked if if it's somebody else winning this division. I do think there's another contender that could, but um, they're the best team in the division. I expect them to play like that. I do think ten and a half. I mean, to take the over and take eleven, that's a lot. I think I agree with Brendan. They'll probably win ten games again. They're they have more competition in their division than they've had recently, but 10 games I think they can still easily get to because of the rest of their schedule is not that great. Again, yes, they got to play the Bucks and the Rams or whatever, but um, other than those two, I'm not impressed with their schedule. So America's team, whatever. I do expect them to have a home playoff game in the first round. Um, they're not winning the, the, the NFC, and if they do, then I'll sound like an idiot, but they're not winning the NFC, so they will, they will have a home playoff game in the first round of the playoffs. Um, yes, I agree with Brandon. I expect them to lose that game. I don't even care who they're playing. I, I'm calling it right now. They're losing that game, whoever they're playing. I, I can totally um, see whatever wild card Tampa, team right? ends up being that team that they're better than the Cowboys. I just, I think it's very clear that I just, and I don't even have a reason to hate them other than people talk about them way more than they deserve to be talked about. But I'm just, I'm just tired of, I'm tired of Jerry Jones. I'm tired of, of the Cowboys being relevant, and they're always gonna be relevant. Doesn't matter if they win one game, they're gonna be relevant. But I'm over it. Um, they haven't done anything in a really long time. I'm not, I'm not impressed with them. So. They'll win their division, but they're not going to do anything more than that. I mean, that sounds like a typical Cowboys season for me. They'll win their division. People will talk about how they're Super Bowl contenders for the first time since, like, the 90s, and then they'll do nothing in the playoffs. So, let's get to the next team here, um, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this is a team that I think has a lot of improvement um, this past offseason. They had some solid draft picks, and Kobe Dean, I think, was a wonderful pick for them. 
Um, and I'm really excited to see how this team plays out. We look at their offense. Jalen Hurts, I like, I don't love. Okay, that's kind of going to be the weak point. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts, but they are making it so possible to make him succeed. Getting A.J. Brown, beefing up the offensive line. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey are all-timers. Great, great players. Dallas Goddard is a is a great tight end. Uh, they let Zach Ertz go. They traded him, uh, knowing that Goddard will be that guy. Having Devontae Smith, who I absolutely love. Um, and I think this is a team that offensively is really going to succeed this year, and I have high expectations for. Can Jalen Hurts take that next step and become closer to a Kyler Murray or a Lamar Jackson? That's going to be the question. If he's able to do that, this team is going to win a lot of games. You look at their defense, and there's a lot more holes on this defense. There's players I like on it, but there's also a lot of players that I don't think are going to be able to play at the caliber uh, to be like a 12-win team. Um, and that's going to be where a lot of the questions come in. Jalen Hurts in this defense, the holes that this defense has. They've tightened up a little more on the offensive line. N'Kobe Dean was a wonderful addition. But can they get over that hump? That's going to be the question to be had. Uh, their over-under, I think, was 8.5. Is that correct? Yeah, 8.5. Yeah. I definitely see an over on this. I could even see like a 10-win season from them. Um, still seeing the Cowboys win the conference, but this is a good Philadelphia Eagles team that is going to be competing for a title this year. I, I am much more excited to see what they have to do. Uh, ben, let's let's go to you next. What do you think about the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, another year in the system. I expect him to be maybe not fantastic, but he'll be good. I do not think he'll be a, a huge liability for them at quarterback. Again, like you said, A.J. Brown, obviously a huge addition to that offense. They have talent. Um, I expect them to be the really the only other contender in this division um, with the Cowboys. Um, they're a good team. Again, I, I think that they're getting a lot of hype in this offseason because of the A.J. Brown addition and because of I think people expect Jalen Hurts to kind of take another step. Um, but, again, they have other talent. That, that, again, Devontae Smith, like I think he's very capable of being a, a very solid number one option in the NFL um, and, and for the Eagles. So I, I expect them to, to, do, to do some good things this year. Um, again, I don't know if they're going to win the division. I think the Cowboys will probably still do it. But I could see a scenario where, you know, the, the Eagles – win 10 games and the Cowboys get a tiebreaker of, of some sort to win the division. I absolutely can see the, the Eagles and the Cowboys having the same record when this regular season is over. So yeah, I'm going to take the over. I think I, I could very well see them winning 10 games. I am actually going to predict that. I, my official prediction for the Eagles is that they will win 10 games this year. Um, I, I think they're going to be a much better team than we've seen the last couple of years out of them. Um, Trevor, to you, what do you think about the Eagles? Yeah, um... I don't know. The, the few times I saw the Eagles play last year, I was just like very unimpressed. Now, they happened to play Tampa twice. Obviously, one was the playoff game. And uh, their defense just had a lot of issues last year. I mean, they weren't able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, it was pretty easy for opposing quarterbacks. You know, obviously, Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL still. He's the best ever. Um, so obviously he was very able to easily pick apart their defense. And I think a lot of quarterbacks uh, seemed like they were fully capable of picking apart the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I mean, the Bucks won that playoff game 31 to 15. They could have won the game by 40 points if they wanted to. They let off the gas and uh, didn't play as well as they should have the entire game. But nevertheless, uh, the Eagles just weren't really that impressive to me. So you know, the defense is something they definitely have to work on. They did, uh, you know, they got a couple pieces. Um, they, they signed an outside linebacker at a ta uh, Temple, Hassan Reddick, um, you know, which he, you know, he's been a pretty good at, you know, getting the quarterback uh, with Carolina and Arizona. They re-signed uh, their end, Derek Barnett, um, and they still have Fletcher Cox. So I, I think, I don't think they'll be worse. I think on defense, I think they'll be a little bit better. And then on the offensive end, they did get A.J. Brown. Um, I think where I have trouble with, uh, you guys you guys think that the Eagles are going to win 10 games. I think where I have trouble with that is last season, um, you know, they had a very easy schedule at the end of the season. They went 6-2, and two, but they played pretty much all bad teams. Almost all of those teams, except I think when they got destroyed by the Cowboys, were almost all of them non-playoff teams. Um, you know, so this season, even if on paper, it seems like they're going to be a little better, you know, they have AJ Brown, maybe Jalen Hurts will take a step up. Maybe the defense will even be a little bit better, but that still doesn't even necessarily mean, mean that they're going to win nine games like they did last year. I just, I feel like they're, when they compete against these better teams, it seems like they, 
they never win and they just beat up on the cupcake team. So I don't know. I I they the over under is eight and a half. Honestly, I might even go under. I think it's right around that number eight. Maybe they get to nine, but I almost lean more toward eight. I I just don't have a ton of faith in this team overall. Um, and you know Jalen Hurts at, at times just looks really shaky when you, you you force him out of the pocket and he tries to make difficult throws. I I just wasn't super convinced from what I saw last year. So. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll have a big season, but I, I lean under. I think they'll be right around eight games. And honestly, um, I I was considering, uh, I, I think they'll probably finish second place, but I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up being third. Interesting. Very interesting to hear that from you. So let's, let's move on. If you think they're going to be third, I'd imagine the team that you would think could be in second would be the uh, Washington Commanders, now having their name, of course. Um, last year they finished seven and ten, so I'm very interested to see what you guys have to say about them. Ben, why don't we start off with you? Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about about the Commanders. Again, like they just to me they just kind of seem like an average team. I mean, I, I obviously they're they're over under a seven and a half, so right around kind of around that five hundred, maybe a little under that five hundred mark. It seems like an average team to me. Um, I don't know much about them. I'm not going to pretend to know much about them. Obviously, Ron Rivera, their head coach. A capable head coach. You're not going to see him being considered a top five or maybe even top ten head coach in the NFL, but to be a head coach as long as he's been in the NFL, clearly he is good at his job. So they have you know, the ability to be good. We've seen in, in recent past, even as recently as a couple years ago in 2020 when they won the division, um, they have talent, and obviously they have a top whatever receiver in, in Terry McLaurin or whatever however you pronounce his name. But um, I just think they're missing some 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 talent in some key positions, um, one being possibly quarterback, to where I, I just can't see them winning this division or really doing anything more than maybe a seven or eight win season. So the over under seven, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the under. I'll, I think they'll win seven games just because I think this division is more competitive than it's been in in the past, like we said a thousand times. So I'll take the under. I do not see them winning eight games. I'll think I think that they'll win seven games. Interesting, Ben. Very, very interesting. Um, so w- when I look at this team, I-, I see a lot of potential. Very, very talented team. You look at this offense. Uh, quarterback is obviously the big question mark. Carson Wentz is a long-term answer. I-, I don't love Carson Wentz. Just isn't the long-term answer. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, great running backs. I like them a lot. You look at the receivers. They got three dynamic receivers uh, going the Big Ten route. We have Terry McLaurin, Kristen Samuel from Ohio State. Terry McLaurin is a star in this league. Jahan Dotson, the first-round pick for Penn State, um, another guy I love. Um, so, the, you know, the offense, I think, will be able to contribute. They have put Carson Wentz in a great position to succeed. You look at their defense, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, wonderful defensive front. Um, the question is going to be their secondary. You know, we've, we've went into fantasy football seasons thinking that they this defense would be, like, the best fantasy defense while they ended up finishing in the 20s, early 20s. Um, so this defense does not put up points. It doesn't get uh, a ton of turnovers. Can it transition into that point is going to be a big question. If they can do that, this is going to be a very, very, very good defense and a team that is going to do way better than they're expected to do. However, I don't see that happening. Washington Commanders, seven wins last season, it says here. Um, and seven and a half is their over-under this season. I'm going under on this. I don't see the Washington Commanders getting over seven wins. I don't see Carson Wentz being uh, what he was in Philadelphia in his in the season that they made the Super Bowl. Um, I, I don't see uh, that defense living up to the expectations it had from just a year ago. Um, I'm going under on seven and a half. Um, and I think this will be an interesting season for the Washington Commanders with a lot of shakeup coming next year. Trevor, to you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the Commanders, uh, their number is seven and a half. I think I agree with you. I think I lean under. Um, you know, they get Carson Wentz, who I, I've never been a believer in uh, really at all, um, frankly. So I don't even I don't even necessarily think he's better than Taylor Heineke. I'm not sure he is. Um, but, you know, they got him in there. They got, you know, they have some talented weapons. They have Terry McLaurin. They still have a decent defense. Um, but overall... Uh, I don't really believe in how this offense is going to shape up this year. They won seven games last year. I think it'll be similar, maybe even less, maybe six games. Um, 
you know, even I like again, I think they're going to be similar last year. I think their defense is going to keep them in games, but I, I don't really see their offense being able to win them a lot of games. Like I could see them in a lot of games where it's, you know, 17, 14, uh, two minutes left. Carson Wentz has to drive him down the field, score a touchdown. And uh, honestly, I don't really believe in him getting it done in most occasions. So uh, with, with that being said, I think the commanders are probably actually the worst team in this division. Uh, and I think they're going to be right around six wins, maybe even five wins. Interesting. So we all were a little bit low on Washington. I guess that kind of makes sense. Let's go to the final team here um, to kind of wrap up our pod for today, the New York Giants. Um, this is another team that, I don't know, don't have a ton of hope for this. Obviously, new coach Brian Dable is in, um, which is great. They needed a change. Um, they have some talent on this team. Saquon Barkley hasn't lived up to what he was going to be. Daniel Jones hasn't lived up to what he's going to be, but they have some talent on this offense. Getting the correct uh, players is going to be the question, and I, I think that they have slowly gone towards that area um, with a lot of great draft picks this year. They had three first-round picks, um, and all three we talked about that they hit on Evan Neal, Kavion Thibodeau. I don't remember who was the last guy. Oh, it was the uh, linebacker from Georgia. I'm not going to mess up his name. Um, they had Xavier McKinney, Dory Jackson, great players um, that I think were drafted elsewhere. Maybe Xavier McKinney was drafted there. Dory Jackson was definitely on the Titans. Um, but I like those players a lot. This is a team that I think has potential. Can those early-round picks be great players for them? Um, electrify their defense and put a big staple on the offensive line? That's going to be a really big question. Can Saquon Barkley um, be the type of player that he was drafted as? Uh, can Daniel Jones be the type of player that he was drafted as? Uh, for me, it's it's tough for me to see this. Really, really tough. Um, and as we look at the, the Giants, 7.5 is their over-under this season. Uh, definitely can't go 7.5. That seems high. This is going to be a 6-7 win team, probably. Uh, will they do better than four wins last year? I think so. I think they will, and I think you guys would probably agree with that. Um, but Giants not being that 7.5 uh, at all. So, Trevor, I'll go to you uh, for our last team here. What do you think about the Giants? Yeah, so I, I think the Giants are definitely going to get better. They're, they went 4-13 and last season. They had a fair amount of injuries, and they drafted really well. Um, so, you know, Daniel Jones last season played 11 games. If he, again, injuries, you know, injuries are so unpredictable. We never know what's going to happen. But if the Giants can stay relatively healthy, if, if Daniel Jones can play in all 17 games, he played in 11 last year, if he can, and if they are healthy, they got a lot of young talent, they got – Brian Daybaugh in, who I, I really like. I th- I'm high on Brian Daybaugh. I think he's going to do a pretty good job in the Gi- with the Giants. Obviously, the organization isn't the best, but I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, so I I kind of have a little bit of this gut instinct here where I kind of like the Giants a little bit. Uh, could they get the over on 7.5? I don't know. 7.5 is kind of tough, but it seems like uh, for whatever reason, um, I, don't, I, don't know if it, I don't know why this number is that high, but I wouldn't have expected the number to be this high, but I actually don't hate it, and I think the Giants could get about seven wins. Eight, I don't think it's out of the question. I think it's possible. But again, health is really the biggest factor because I think if you do if you do give Daniel Jones enough protection, I think he's at least okay. Like, I think he's okay. I don't think he's terrible. I think he's better than Carson Wentz, probably. I don't know. I'm not confident in that. But I think he's at least someone who maybe still has some potential if he has enough protection, if the team can stay healthy. Uh, There's a lot of ifs here, but I have, a, I have a little bit of a gut instinct that the Giants will at least be the third best team in the division, which I guess isn't saying a ton, but uh, anyway, that's that's what I think. Interesting. Trevor, here's the thing. I, I'm so low on, on Daniel Jones. I, I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, so I'm not even going to do the whole thing of like, well, if everything goes right, he could be decent, I guess, but like, I just think he is he has not shown me much potential in his career and I think he's been a big reason why. Obviously there's a lot they, the Giants have had so many issues with not just on the field but front office these last few years but I mean until they figure out their whole quarterback situation I just can't see them being a, a legit contender in this division. And really I mean this division not like this division has great quarterbacks to begin. I mean Dak's the best one and he's whatever but I, I just, I'm so low on Daniel Jones. I just I can't see them winning a whole lot of games this year. I mean, maybe I'll say maybe six games. Definitely taking the under. I think they'll maybe win six games. Saquon Barkley, I'm very biased against him because he was a terrible fantasy uh, uh, running back. I'll never draft my fantasy team again, but it's whatever. 
Um, obviously, yes, they have you know Brian Dable coming from Buffalo, but I just think there's so this team has a lot of issues, and I really think they're going to struggle not only in um, this division but really with with any team that they play, just because that they they're lacking they're lacking key key players in a lot of key positions. Again, quarterback being the most important. So I'm very low on the Giants, and I think my prediction of six games maybe winning uh, reflects that that thought process definitely. Interesting. Well, I I think that kind of wraps it up for today. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll end it there. Uh, NFC East preview. Uh, not a lot of great teams coming out of there, but we will have a lot of other previews and more podcasts coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, but thank you all for listening today. We really, really appreciate all the support. Of course, follow us on Twitter at The Small Baller to keep up to date when all of our podcasts go live. We're having a weird podcast schedule this week. Uh, because Five Seconds of Fame didn't record since Big Brother didn't have a Thursday episode, and the A team will be coming out this week. So just follow us on Twitter. You guys will be able to stay up to date. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. Of course, subscribe to our podcast here. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Uh, we really, really would like that a lot. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons! <laughs>